Welcome in, everyone. It's a fresh edition of the Shy State Pod. Sam Brief with you in Chicago, as always, unless I'm not in Chicago, in which case I would tell you. But here we are with the Shy State Pod from someone who's in Chicago now, but comes from very far, over 8,000 miles away in Auckland, New Zealand, the hometown of women's soccer player Sharnay Vanderwalt, who was an awesome and electric guest on today's Shy State Pod. Sharnay made the amazing decision, and it always blows my mind, and I think we sort of take it for granted at Chicago State with so many international student athletes, but the decision to say, yeah, I grew up in this country, I'm gonna go to the other side of the world and get my education and play my sport. That's what she did. First going to Louisiana Tech and then to Chicago State. So Charnay and I talk everything from what home is like to what that decision was like, being here, soccer, we really cover a lot in about a half hour. So Charnay Vanderwalt coming up in a minute, but first, as always, I'd like to remind you that our partners at BSN Sports, the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country, would like to thank all the coaches out there who truly are the heart of the game. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives, and that's the real final score. So learn more about how BSN Sports can save you time off the field by giving you more time to impact lives on it. Call your local BSN Sports sales pro or visit bsnsports.com today. And now, here's Charnay Vanderwalt. The pride of Auckland, New Zealand, Charnay Vanderwalt. Welcome in, Charnay. And how does it feel to be the pride of Auckland, New Zealand? Um, it's an honor, honestly. <laughs> I never thought I'd be in Chicago, uh, you know, 2021. But here I am, and I'm, I'm loving every moment of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. On that note, if I walked up to, let's say, like a six-year-old Charnay running around, kicking a soccer ball in the streets of Auckland mm -hmm. and I said you're going to be sitting in 2021 in a gym with some dude in Chicago and a headset on and you're a part of a soccer team yeah. in an American college uh -huh. in the third biggest city in America what would you say to all of that mumbo jumbo um I'd be like cool is there popsicles there <laughs> I honestly I don't know I I knew I wanted to come to America when I was quite young but uh you know that was more like at 13 14 <laughs> Six. Um, I don't know. I was kind of. I was doing ballet at the same time too. So it could have been a, a toss up between those two. Honestly, ballet. Yes. Interesting. So how long did you do ballet? Um, for two lessons until they thought that I should do something a little bit more. Um, you know, contact. I kept you know wanting to get in the way of the other girls, and they were like, maybe you should try something that gets her energy out a little bit more. <laughs> And they were like, okay, well, let's go do a game that you run for 90 minutes. So, yeah, that's how that went. So it didn't last long? No, it was not long at all. I did other sports also when I was younger, but uh, soccer kind of just stuck with me. It's an amazing image in my mind to think of you at like a ballet recital with a bunch of other six-year-olds yeah. in the what, the tutus, yeah. you know, doing the ballet, and yep. you're just slide tackling. Yeah, I'm, I was definitely um, odd one out of the bunch for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, 
it sounds like you made the right choice that you're not on our Chicago State ballet (laughs) team, of which there is none. Yes. Um, When did you realize, and I'm always curious because it's a different age for so many different athletes, Mm -hmm. but you're a Division I athlete. You are a legit athlete Mm -hmm. who is very good at what you do. When did you realize that you were a legit athlete who is very good at what you do? I don't know. It Sometimes it still doesn't really hit me. You know, I go one morning, I can wake up and I'm like, I'm really, you know, halfway across the world from my family doing what I love, you know, getting to go to school at the same time. It's like, it's a dream. It's a dream. And, uh, you know, there's, there's moments where I'm like, okay, this is like actually happening, but you know, it, it doesn't it, like always stick with you. Like, Oh, this is what I do. You know? Um, I, when we're traveling also, especially we've been to California and Texas and all that stuff. And, uh, I was originally, in Louisiana my freshman year um, and that was a totally different experience so I don't know it just it just comes in moments it's never really a stuck thing with me and I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I have here so yeah Louisiana you mentioned yes when I look at your resume mm-hmm. you've got the capital of New Zealand mm-hmm. Auckland which mm-hmm. I really want to dive into mm-hmm. you, you know I'm, I'm super into it yeah here in Chicago, of course, mm-hmm. huge city. And then you spent a lot of time in Ruston, Louisiana. Yes. A little more rural. You were at Louisiana Tech for a year. Tell me about the transition from Auckland to Ruston. Um, well, I had my dad fly over with me, and we arrived in Houston originally. And so we drove over about four or five hours over the state line. And we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, this is, this is not home. <laughs> like, you know, what we're used to, it's a lot smaller. And, um, we were kind of driving a straight highway for four hours. If we do that in New Zealand, you'll run to the other side of the ocean. <laughs> so um, it was very interesting. I would say I wouldn't want to change it for the world because it, it's, it's taught me a lot, you know, and that's what I'm getting out of these four years is the different experiences. And I'm, I'm very lucky to go from Auckland to Ruston, you know, different scenery, and then from Ruston to Chicago. That's just three different books, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I loved it, but uh, Chicago is definitely more my scene. It's more sure. your scene. Yes. What, what is your scene? Like, what do you look for in a Charnay Vanderwalt scene? Um, hmm. A lot of events. I like I like music. Um, there was not many concerts in Ruston, Louisiana, unless you want to drive four hours into New Orleans. But uh, which I hope you did at some point. Yes, I went to Mardi Gras my first okay. year. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay, you got the New Orleans experience. <laughs> yes. Did you have a beignet at uh, yes. Cafe Dumont? Yes, okay, Je- first thing we did. Mardi Gras check, <laughs> beignet Dumont check. I know. Done. All my friends are talking about. It. I was like, oh, I've kind of already been, but you yeah, know, it's a different experience yeah, the older you get. So I know that's uh, yet to be seen if I go back so events uh, you were describing the charnay scene you like yes. music you like music, events events um i like that i can drive 10 minutes down the road and there's a soccer game happening at a high school or i live in a, a very mm, diverse area i would say and there's just things i see things i never thought i would see there's festivals happening one weekend and the next weekend i spent my first summer in chicago and i just i thought initially i was like okay i'm gonna be a little bit bored you know i'm not home and i can't really do much uh, i was training but you know you can only train for so long in the day and every weekend there was something popped up and i just i know i loved it so yeah yeah, you're not going to be too bored in no, Chicago. I mean, 
I live in the city too. It's like I'll walk around. I had it a couple weeks ago. I was walking around my block, just thought I was doing a little coffee walk mm-hmm. kind of thing. Next thing I know, I'm at this huge art festival. Like, yeah. Well, exactly. Okay, that's pretty cool. You know, not sketch. I loved uh, spontaneous stuff like mm-hmm. that, and even when I do do plan stuff, like there's, um, I love Friends, the show. Oh, the yeah. Exhibit was here. And, uh-huh. Uh huh. On Michigan Ave. Yes. Yep. Oh my gosh, I loved that so much. I was fangirling that whole time. I wanted to cry, honestly, when you know I saw the props and stuff. Have so. you watched the reunion on yes. HBO? Yes. Oh. I watched it the following morning. I did cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. I, I couldn't believe. I mean, if you told me, yeah. I sat down. I watched. I'm like you. I'm a super fan. Yeah. All in on it. I did not expect Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? That was pretty cool. It was pretty. It was a good um, roundup. And when I did hear they were going to do a reunion, I was like, oh, are they going to do like a, like, are they going to format it like the show and, you know, kind of like butcher it a little bit and, you know, like take away what it was. But no, I think they, they you know, they did what they really needed to do with it. And, you know, they interviewed those characters and. It was kind of like a full circle moment for me. Because I watched the show like 10 times. I've watched every single episode, I would say, almost. Just, you know, playing in the background. What friend are you? Chandler. Yeah, uh, me too. Really? I get, well, yeah. people tell me either Ross or Chandler. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, Chandler for sure. I don't know, just because I like to be the funny person sometimes, yeah. so I guess. Um, but yeah, definitely Chandler. Chandler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good vibe. Yeah. That's a good, curious, because this is the Shy State pod, and I know a lot of our listeners are familiar with our coaches. Mm-hmm. Assign your head coach, Cristiano Costa. What friend is he? Oh, my gosh. He's like a seventh friend, but if you had to pick one of the six. Oh, my goodness. I really, I wouldn't, I don't. I would say a little bit of Monica because, you know, he likes things how they are. Order. Yes. Gosh. A little bit of Joey. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, he's, you can go and talk to him. You can go approach him. If there's anything, you know, going on, he's, he's really there. He's he's there for you, you know? Um, And uh, I would say tiny bit Ross. Just, you know, at the games, he's like very passionate and into it. You know, Ross is very emotional and he can, uh, yeah, he can make a scene a little bit, but not too bad. So I'd say he's, he's like a combination. He's the seventh friend, but... He's eclectic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I vibe with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's the loving side of him mm-hmm. and the goofball side of yes. him is the Joey. Then you've got the law and order, exactly. which is the Monica. And then when I see him berating officials, mm-hmm. it's the Ross. Yeah, well, he has to, you know, he looks out for us. And, you know, I, I'm not one to talk about of officials because uh-huh. I've moved on from that part of my life uh-huh. where I would, you know, harass them. But, uh yeah, he's he's it's just a it's a good balance, and uh, as a coach, I think he's a good role model for me. Also, you know, being here, I'm so far away from home, um, and so is he. Yeah, yeah, he's also very far. Away. Like, I, like we have a lot of connections. Um, a lot of girls on the team have a connection with him. I feel like that's what really makes us like a family, um, which is very important. And people who are even you know domestic who live in America, you know, they still consider him as family. We're all just it's just a huge family. Also with uh, Coach Diane as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's cool to see mm-hmm. from the vantage point of being in, but not fully yes. in, right? I'm in yeah. the department, and I get to go to a lot of the games and, and, and see that. Yeah. So it's a cool atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And not to sidestep too much off the 
happy-go-lucky family thing, but I am curious about your past in berating officials. You said you moved on from that part of your life. Yes. What was that part of your life? Uh, I was I started playing, I would say, women's soccer at a very young age. So in New Zealand, we have a premier women's league. Um, that's kind of like the highest you can go before, you know, going into Australia, you know, you know professional. And uh, I was very young when I started that and emotionally immature, I would say. And uh, I would get quite a few cards just from emotional, not emotional outbursts, I would say, but I just didn't know how to play the mental game like the 22-year-olds would be playing. You know what I mean? Um, I was, what, 14 and skill-wise I could be there and you know I can run you're young you can run but it's just a different it's a different game when you have to think about you know the mental status so yeah I would say that's where that was from but I, I I'm past that now for sure you seem more mature yes definitely a lot more I didn't know you yeah. back then <laughs> but you, you definitely do I'm curious also about this because mm -hmm. you and I were talking offline about it mm -hmm. you refer to your growth in the mental side of the game what specifically about that has grown? Um, being able to push myself. Uh, you know, I I find myself in some situations where it's just like, it's a lot. You know, you have to, to be a D1 athlete, you have to love the sport. Um, and when you think of, you know, moments of quitting, you, you can't, you have to chop that out of your, you know, mindset straight away. And I think over the past four years, definitely, um, I've become a lot better at saying, no, I'm not, I'm not stopping. And, you know, you work so hard for a moment and just, if that moment is too overwhelming, what are you going to just walk away? Like, you know, it takes away 17 years of kicking a ball around on a field um, and just that one second where you like doubt yourself. I've learned to come overcome that a lot more, um, for sure, yeah. That mental maturity, mm -hmm. pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Frankly, you did that the second you decided to leave yes. the bubble of Auckland. Mm -hmm. And I'm fascinated by that mm -hmm. because I'm someone who went to college mm -hmm. 20 minutes away from my childhood home. I went to Northwestern. I grew up 20 minutes north of there. You literally make one turn to get from my freshman year dorm to my childhood home. One turn. You are 8,192 miles from Auckland. Yes. Why did you make that decision? Um, I had a lot of role models uh, when I was you know, getting into that woman's premiere um, stage who were either leaving to America or had come back from their four-year experience. And I would hear things like, you know, they get, they get to go to school, they get to play soccer, they get to travel, they get to meet people from all around the world. Um, and I just, I didn't see a downfall on that at all. You know, I, it wasn't the first thing in my head came, oh, I'm going to be away from my family. I thought, oh, I'm going to get an awesome experience, meet a lot of people. That, and it's going to, beyond the four years, I'm going to be able to go to somebody in Spain, you know, I, who I played on a soccer team with for four years or and like at least 10 states in America I can think of. Um, so like that was the big thing for me. Like it wasn't as much my family because I have been very independent um, 
from a young age, you know, um, and I was very driven that this is what I wanted. So it, the family thing and not being home is, is hard, um, but I do stay in contact with, with them quite often um, as much as I can. And I don't know. They understand it. They're, they're proud of what I'm doing. And uh, along with my dad, like this was like our dream, I guess, also. Um, so that moment when he had to say goodbye to me and Russ, and it was pretty emotional, but... Yeah, no. It's awesome when I get to go back and see him, and he's like supporting me. I mean, it's a gym before a game. He's like, "I'm watching. Love you." Mm. So yeah, it's really, it's really cool. Honestly, what did they say when you told them you wanted to come to America? Um, <sighs> a lot of different mixed uh, emotions. They, you know, a lot of different opinions because from what. I see here, like living here, and what is like sometimes portrayed on a TV screen, especially to a nation with you know 4.5 million people. Um, it's it's different for sure. And there were my doubts. There was things I was looking forward to, but I was like, I'm never gonna know until I step foot in the experience. You know, there's you know I can do my freshman year and be like, hey, this is just not the thing for me. I've had friends who have done that. You know, they're like, they want to do this. They've gone in it and they're like, it's just not for me. Um, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a lot of mixed things. It was very up and down for a while. Um, even the, you know, the night before I was leaving to go on that plane, I was scared. I was very scared. Um, but was it your first time in America? Uh, going to Ruston? When I was very young, we came to America, but Florida. It was like a week or two vacation. And then we went to Hawaii a couple years prior to that. So I have been in America, but nothing, you know, that I can really make recognition of. Um, so your first impression of America was Florida? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was in, um, what is it? That Dis- Disney? Disney? Yeah, I was in okay. Disney. So I wow. Was, I what was a, that's a, I mean, that's like, bam, yeah. America. Yeah. It's, I was very young, though. Did you eat a turkey leg? No, I have not. I see that on some shows and movies, and I'm like, that looks amazing. I really it's good, yeah. yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. On the note of food, mm-hmm. Tell me the biggest difference between what we eat here and what you eat at home. Like, I'm not – this is a more general question. I want to make sure we get the right vibe. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not even talking about specific foods. Mm -hmm. Like, the the overall cuisine, the overall – you know, if you think of, like, a month of your eating here versus New Zealand, Mm -hmm. what's the biggest difference? Oh, my goodness. Um – I would, I have, I always go back to fresh. Back home, it's just like you're surrounded by greenery all the time. And and cheap. Yes. It's, right? It's More very, than people. It's, it's generally cheap um, for quality, I would say. Like what you get and what you pay is kind of cheaper. But I would say that and I, you mentioned it and the first thing that came to my mind was cheese. I I can't eat some of the cheeses here. I don't know why. I just don't like the taste of it for me for some reason. And I thought that was something that I acquired, you know, like going in, like being an adult. And then I went home uh, a year ago and I was able to eat cheese fine. I'm like, there must be some differences in the cheese. I don't know what it is. Hmm. I have no idea what. Well, it is. different cows. Yeah, I guess. Right. Different grass. I don't know. Different grass. Different hemisphere. Maybe. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. I when people. 
people, I actually get asked questions like this very often. You know, what is the biggest difference? Blah, blah, blah. And I always say, I can't eat your cheese. Like American <laughs> cheese, I can't eat it. I don't know. Oh, why. oh, yeah. no. oh American yeah. cheese. Yeah. It's a shame it's called American <laughs> cheese because it just gives America I such a gross reputation. I don't understand what's like. It's what? not even I cheese. Yeah. It's like a factory made blend of oils that's like congealed and then they put it in that gross little plastic like sleeve. heat it up and it doesn't, Ugh. it just like shrinks like a, a wrap. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I gotta go to your home country. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. What's your favorite meal at home? Uh, definitely my uh, stepmom's pot roast, I would say. Um, the fresh lamb. The lamb is amazing. I haven't had much lamb in America. I don't know if that's like a cultural difference or not, but it's so good. Uh, mashed potatoes. Uh, sometimes there's green beans, just some kind of fresh vegetable. And then that also ties with my mom's um, fish sticks. Fish sticks, mashed potatoes, and uh, corn. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love something that like resembles like a Sunday night dinner because you know? huh. we play soccer on a Sunday back home and it's usually at 1 p.m. and it gets we we play in the winter so it's it's kind of awful sometimes and so I can't wait just to go home have a shower and just sit down and there's like some nice hot meal waiting for me right there yeah fish stick mm-hmm to me is like a microwave gross thing that you bite into and there's this like kind of pasty mushy fish and yeah. I'm putting fish in quotes mm-hmm. for those of you who are just listening which is all of you except for Charnay. <laughs> what is a fish stick like at home because I imagine it's better I have not had one here I was very close don't. to buying some at Aldi yesterday I was very don't <laughs> okay I'm happy you said that because I almost save the cash yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. um I don't know because we have fish and chips, which is like a local cuisine over there. So um, I, I guess it tastes quite quality to me. I don't know. I've had it since I was literally five years old. So I don't know if it's just uh, um, embedded in me now that I enjoy it or if, you know, it actually doesn't taste that good. Oh, this looks better. I'm I'm currently right? Googling it a picture. It looks crispier than it the looks, yeah, yeah. It looks like a piece of good fried like, fish. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, don't get the... The, the, no, yeah. yeah. Just skip that. Okay, good. I would skip that. Thank you for that advice, uh-huh. actually. Uh-huh. You're from Auckland. Mm-hmm. In the city? Um, the city... See, it's different to saying, you know, you're from Chicago, the city. Right. But I live about... It'll take me 15 minutes to get to, like, the central, center of Auckland city, which is, like, where the Sky Tower and everything is. So I'm, like, in a suburb, but... It's kind of too small to say that I'm in a suburb, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I know you think Auckland and Chicago are very similar. Yes. Why is that? Um, like, like I just explained, the fact that you can be in the middle of a city and then 10 minutes later you're in like a different suburb you know um and when i think i've been to la like casually not for an actual trip like uh for personal reasons but i don't know i just feel like you can't do that there i feel like it's just like too much of a buzz all around the surface area and like new york there's just like i've just seen pictures of buildings you know everywhere so i think that it like has the right ratio to city and suburb i think that's what really makes it the same yeah the way you describe Auckland really makes me want to go. It's on it's 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 wonderful. What's the biggest misconception about 
whether it's the country as a whole of New Zealand or Auckland as a city, what do people get wrong? Hmm. I don't really know because it's quite often I would uh, meet my teammates and I'd grab out a world map and I would say to them, where do you think New Zealand is on this? I've had people point out Europe um, quite a lot, uh, Asia a couple of times. Just they think it's like a tiny segment and then I have to you know, point, go all the way down to the bottom where there's no countries except for Australia next to us and the Cook Islands. And I'm like, nope, it's that one right there. So I, I, it's, that's even hard to say because, you know, most people don't really, like, that I've met haven't had, like, a, you know, knowledge of New Zealand. And, like, I think that's kind of cool to, like, be like, hey, I'm from there. It's an actual place. Um, I know quite a lot of uh, friends who have played soccer and have, are doing the same thing as me right now. Um, my best friend, who I grew up playing soccer with for 17 years, we were in the first, uh, our first game ever was together when we were four or five. Um, and she plays in Florida right now. And that's really cool. And that was like our dream um, to like go over and ideally play together. But uh, the way it worked out, it's just, it's just so cool that people were able to like go and represent our country you know further than australia because you know we uh quite often would go to australia for like an exhibition or you know like a high school games and stuff like that so yeah that is really cool the concept of representing your country yeah right you're uh, the only new zealander on your team mm-hmm. so how do you talk about it with or talk about your country with, with your teammates? I know you point on the map, but mm-hmm. when they ask you questions about what home is like, what do you usually say? Um, I I do say it's small and uh, more same, a lot of the same stuff. Because when you're in America, you can fly to a different state and it's like a different country, you know? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I'll say it's crazy. I, I uh-huh. didn't. That was one thing that really shocked me when I came here. But when you go to New Zealand, it's kind of more or less the same. You know, you would drive for a couple of hours, another kind of city. Uh, drive for a couple of hours, another kind of city. But just a lot of land. Um, a lot of sheep. Mm-hmm, a lot of sheep. Very friendly people. Um, once I. <laughs> I, we were going somewhere very quickly, and I didn't have any shoes on. This is a very common thing in New Zealand. And I said, do I have to go put shoes on? And they looked at me, and they were like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> and I was like, can I, do I have to put shoes on? Like, we're just going down to get, I don't know, like milk or something, you know, something like that. And they're like, yeah, you have to put shoes on. But in New Zealand, you could be at the beach the whole day, walk home without shoes, go walk down to, we call it a dairy, but over here you call it a convenience store, like 7-Eleven. Go get an ice cream or popsicle and just walk back home without your shoes on. Without your shoes? Mm-hmm. Bathing suits sometimes even, it depends. It's, it's very common. And when really? I came here, they were like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, if you walked here with no yeah. shoes, I'd be, I'd look at you like you had a third foot. I mean. Yeah, it's not like a, you know, I'm not going to go to school without shoes or anything, but it's just like, it's it's not uncommon to see somebody hmm. walking down the road, has ice cream without shoes on. I like the vibe, mm-hmm. although I must admit, mm-hmm. it makes me uncomfortable, and this is more of a personal problem, but I don't like being barefoot. Even in my own apartment, I yeah. always have slippers on. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I have an aversion to barefootness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Unless I'm at like a beach. I've kind of adapted that now. Maybe also. that's an American. You Maybe it's a Chicago thing. It's I don't a, know. I think it's just like a cultural difference. Yeah. Kind of thing, We're know? a more buttoned up society yeah, here, maybe. I think so. And I've like even adapted. Like I don't, I wouldn't dare. That was my first year that I did do that. But um, now I'm like, I either have slides on or even uh, a jandal. I don't mm. know what you guys call them. A jandal. Uh, Sandal? Flip flop. Flip flop? Yeah. So yeah. That's what Jandal? I, yeah. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Because uh-huh. I call it a sandal. I I call it whatever the person I'm talking to refers to now. Yeah. I usually you have, have to be a chameleon. Yes, Cultural yeah. chameleon. Yes, yeah. Charney, on your Chicago State bio, you say that you came here to gain cultural experience. Mm-hmm. So what sort of cultural experience do you think you've gotten? Uh, hmm. I think... From my first year and, like, what I was exposed to and what I've seen, like I said, a different a state, one state's completely different to the next. And within those two states, I've traveled to Canada, I've traveled to California, I've traveled to Texas, I've traveled to, you know, quite, like, I, could, I can, can't even count on my hands, two hands. And, um... <sighs> I love like the cowboy culture a little bit. I don't know. I fell I fell in love with like southern hospitality a little huh. bit. Um, but then I also love uh, like the Mexican culture in Chicago. Um, I live in like a majority Mexican culture neighborhood, and I just like I, things I would have never known. At the age of twenty, I'm learning things that like people have known their whole lives, you know. And like I do the same thing to them. I tell them stuff, and they're like, "What? That's so like different, all that." And um, I think the people I have gained through this whole experience like really makes up the whole cultural diversity because on our team alone I think we have six different countries um, and I, I live with uh, I think my household has like three different nationalities in it so I wouldn't say there's like one thing that really wraps it up it's just like the people you know the places like you can't really say one thing like oh yeah I had this one taco that really just like made it for me <laughs> or oh, even though I love tacos. I'm sure you've had that, some good oh, ones though my, we don't really have like you know the soft shell tacos uh-huh. in New Zealand and that I, I missed that when I went home last year for a couple of months I was like no I need to go to a taco place right when I get back <laughs> um, but yeah I'd say the people in the places and like it's just never ending it's always changing you never it's just like oh yeah like I've had enough like you just want to keep exploring and keep meeting people and even like on other teams at Chicago State like um, the men's soccer team they have quite a lot of different nationalities I'm like that is so cool I know it just astounds me that like we are able to do this especially in a pandemic I thought that was all over once COVID hit I was like oh no like once I go home will I be able to come back and it's just like the opportunity to be able to keep going it's like really what it is yeah the the cultural blends mm-hmm. that we get at Chicago State. I think a lot of people on the outside don't really realize. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot when yeah. my friends and family ask how my job is going and it it is really cool mm-hmm. because I love learning about people's home countries yeah. and different cultures, mm-hmm. sitting with you and talking to you about it, talking to your coach about Brazil and um, learning so much. You mentioned the men's soccer team. Mm-hmm. I was just covering their game mm-hmm. earlier in the week, and I was on the sideline yeah. right at midfield. Yes. And they had two subs ready to come in. 
and one of them is from Paris, mm-hmm. and one of them is from Lagos, yes. Nigeria. And they were about to check in, and they kind of put their arms around each other and like kind of hyped uh, each other up yeah. for a second. And I'm right behind them, five feet behind them, just kind of looking up. I'm like, wow, that is so cool. Yeah. This dude from Paris and this dude from Lagos, and they're wearing a shirt that says Chicago. Yeah. And how cool is that? It's just awesome. It's 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 one of the best experiences I think somebody can ever go through. Like uh, people say that college is like you know it's going to change you. It's going to make you a better person. Blah blah blah. Just like imagine being from a different country and coming into that. You know, like you have to adapt to the culture and everything. And like you just said, you know, they put their arms around each other and like that's like one of the coolest feeling on the field. You know, if you score a goal, your whole team just comes and surrounds you and you you know we've all come from different places the past 18 years and like you're all working towards one goal you're all sharing yet one passion i think that it's just like it's such a moving thing really it, it brings a lot more to soccer than you think mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's not just kicking a ball in a field and being able to run for 90 minutes you know there's a lot to it so yeah it's beautiful mm-hmm. it really is yeah. it's sappy to say but it's it's, it's freaking beautiful beautiful game Sharna, you've also been here in America at Chicago State in a pretty wacky time. I mean, we had we were still in the middle of this thing with the pandemic, yeah. election, yep. unrest mm-hmm. in in society, yeah. huge social movements. Yeah. As someone who grew up what was it 8192 miles away mm-hmm. what has it been like for you to experience all these really historic moments in american history i think it's a huge eye opener um like i said we're kind of sheltered over there and it's it gets better cuz we're able to you know see more of what's actually going on but uh I don't know, it's really opened my eyes. That's like the one way I can say it. I don't know. Um, I think that everything that has happened over the past two years has needed to happen differently. Um, Change (laughs) needs to happen. I wasn't aware of this change until I came to America. And, uh, you know, I'm disappointed and I put my head up and say, like, you know, I'm, I'm sad that I was not educated about this before. Um, I don't know if that was just, you know, me being ignorant growing up or whatever. But uh, I'm grateful to now know what's actually going on. And um, I, it's heartbreaking, honestly, seeing half this stuff. And I message my family back home and they get concerned t- sometimes about, you know, what's happening and, you know, I'm so far away. And I just, I tell them that, like, it doesn't matter if I'm here or not, this stuff is going to happen. And, you know, it's, I wouldn't say an honor to see it happen, but I am grateful that I'm getting educated on it, for sure. Because it's just not, like, a, a common occurrence in New Zealand. And I don't know if that's just, like, you know, the news broadcasting or if that's if you stick your foot in it, you know? So, I don't know, yeah. That's a great perspective Mm -hmm. to have as a young person, Mm -hmm. right, that you're here for it, Mm -hmm. you're experiencing it, and there's something to learn and participate in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Sharnay, last thing for you. What's the biggest lesson that you have learned that 
you didn't think you would? Mm. Ah, that's a really hard one. Because I expected all, you know, like the adult stuff, you know, paying rent, paying bills and all that stuff, public transport. Brutal. <laughs> um, I've learned to adapt to adversity, I think. Um, I did not expect to change schools when I first moved to America. It wasn't, didn't even cross my mind, you know. Uh, I had to adapt to that very quickly and adapt to it while I was away from home. And then within seasons, it's just a lot more chaotic than what I was used to in high school and in my club soccer. You know, you're traveling, you're in a hotel one night, have to wake up at 4 a.m. and then fly. And maybe your flight gets canceled for five hours. You've got an assignment due at 3 o'clock. Like, it's just, you know, you have to kind of like roll with it and you can't complain and be like, oh, well, I wish we didn't have this, you know, I wish the storm wasn't here right now, or, you know, I wish we're not stuck in 12-inch snow, or um, I just had to learn to be like, okay, well, this is happening, so if I complain about it, I'm going to take another 10 minutes away from when I could be proactive about it and be like, okay, I got to do this. I, I kind of expected it, but not to the degree that I've experienced. <laughs> like Chicago weather, I didn't experience, like, not being able to go outside for days at a time or anything like that. So, yeah, it's just like rolling with it, pretty much. Survive in advance. Survive in but advance. soak it in. Yeah, no, definitely. Charnay, you're a treasure trove. You're awesome. Really, really great to have you on here. It's it's admirable whenever I talk to someone who made that decision to get that cultural experience, leave the nest, and, hey, you're living it up. Yeah, so I'm excited that. to watch you this year get back out onto the field and – you know, it's about more than just kicking around a soccer ball, exactly. but I, I like watching you kick around that ball. So uh, keep up with Charnay and the Chicago State women's soccer team, an eclectic mix of cultures, right? And a, yes. a bunch of people who know how to kick a ball. Thank so, Charnay, th thanks for coming on, really. Thank you so much, Sam. It's been a pleasure. We just fist bumped. If you didn't know. <laughs> Huge thanks to Charnay. That was fun. Really fun. Engaging. And as I said at the beginning, electric. She's awesome, and maybe we can go on a big group trip to Auckland one day, have some pot roast and fish sticks with her family. Anyway, thanks to Charnay. Thanks to you for listening. We will have much more for the Shy State Pod as we roll along with fall sports here at CSU. And until next time, I'm Sam Brief with you in Chicago, and a big adios to you. Adios.